0: Welcome to the Zero Fucks Podcast, the raw and unfiltered account of the journey to create your diet culture-free dream life and start living the authentic and unapologetic life you deserve from two girls who actually did it. Each week, Don Michaela, the founder of the Mindful Eating Revolution, and Lonnie Mitchell, founder of the Weightless Warrior Academy, are bringing you guests, thoughts, and hot topics to help you bust through the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back and shed the emotional weight that has been holding you down. We're pulling back the curtain on how to reconnect yourself, body, mind, heart, and soul, take your power back, and free yourself from fear and self-judgment. Get ready to unapologetically follow your bliss every single day, giving zero fucks about what other people think. Are you with us? Here we go. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Zero Fucks podcast. I'm Don. We got Lonnie here. And I'm super stoked for tonight's episode because you guys have been so awesome in listening to this podcast. And so first off, thank you guys for supporting us. We really appreciate it. And you guys have been sending in some freaking fire questions. So, um, tonight, tonight's Q and a night. So we're just going to answer all you guys' burning questions, give you our take on some of these incredibly deep, powerful, um, Questions all about you know body shaming, uh, relationship with food, dieting, the whole kit and caboodle. So, uh, Lonnie, what's the first few questions we're going to be answering? today
1: yeah so we have six questions for tonight and whenever you guys have questions do feel free to send them to us at any time and your question might end up on our next Q&A night so well you guys might be listening to this in the morning we're recording at night but for tonight we're talking about our thoughts on diets such as keto how to fight negative self-talk small things people can start doing to live a healthier lifestyle without the overwhelm postpartum body shaming, feeling more comfortable in your body during those intimate moments and how to stop being controlled by food cravings, which I don't know about you guys. Well, I do know about you guys because you sent in this question, but this is something that I definitely struggled with in this in the past. Um, so Dawn, what are your thoughts on diets such as keto?
0: Um. Well, okay, lots of thoughts, but I think probably the main two thoughts that I would just, you know, kind of quick fire out is, you know, first off, you know, when we were talking about in the episode, we were talking about, um, you know, body positivity and when body positivity can become toxic. It's like, I just want to start this out by saying, you like, everybody's different. Like everybody's different. Like not everything is going to work for everybody. Like there's some people that do keto and they're like, I'm happy. I feel good this is an easy lifestyle for me this is my jam and so it's like there's first off i just i don't want to judge anybody and i'm so like give everybody permission like you need to dig into what's right for you and if that happens to be something like keto then you know go for it my issue with diets such as keto is like the messaging of like we know this is the right way anything that is not this is bad like that kind of like judgment around food that kind of like harsh lines of like you cannot have this entire grouping of food you know it's like you cannot have any kind of carbs or you're bad or you mm-hmm. failed or you've fallen off the wagon and so anytime it doesn't matter what the diet is it doesn't matter what the parameters are i think anytime you get into that. This is wrong. This is right. You don't get to make your own rules. You follow our rules. And if you don't follow the rules perfectly, you will be judged partially and you'll be, you know, body shamed for not losing the weight. Like anytime that kind of mindset comes in with anything, I'm automatically against it because I just, I don't like anything making women feel like they can't trust themselves or they can't trust their bodies that power to change their lives is not within them. It's in, if you follow this diet perfectly, or if you track this with this app perfectly, you'll, you'll be good enough. And so I just personally just fucking hate that narrative. So, you know, when it comes to diets such as keto, it's just like, look, if this is a personal choice, a you know, something that makes you happy, no judgment. But if it's something that you're doing to try to earn self-love that you're trying to earn self-worth and you're like putting yourself through the ringer and depriving yourself of these nutrients, your body needs, because you think it'll give you this outcome of, of happiness. That's where for me, it, it gets to be a slippery slope. And I just, it's a red flag for me. Anytime something tells you to completely cut out a nutrient that your body absolutely needs to survive. Like if it's like, f- screw it. You, you don't, your, your body needs this, but it doesn't matter. Cut it out so you can lose weight when it becomes like that, like betray your body in the name of weight loss. Um, I, I just think that's a dangerous way to go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The fact that you, you started it off with everyone is different. Your body's going to need different things. Totally agree with that 1,000% because there are different body types and there are different metabolisms and some do better with less carbs. Some do better with more carbs. For me, if you guys have kids in the car right now or something, you know, maybe plug in uh, an earphone or something, but I am a raging (laughs) bitch if I don't have carbs.
0: Oh God, me too.
1: I'm just going to call it like it is. (laughs) So I, I definitely need a certain amount of carbs. Um, in my diet. And if you try to tell me, well, carrots have carbs in them, just, I don't need your negativity. Okay. I, I need some crackers. I I need some bread or something like that. Okay. So (laughs) yeah, I, for me, the thing about things of keto and all these other diets is our culture has essentially transformed the word diet to mean, you know, whatever makes up your food intake to be instead hey, this is a short-term thing that you do. So, cause diet is essentially what you're putting into your body, right? It's, it wasn't, that word was not created to be a short-term thing, but that's what our society has caused it to be. And so all these things, yeah, do keto for 30 days. And if it works great for you, awesome. But is it sustainable for you? Because mm. if you're not gonna be able to like- okay, do you want to lose 30 days for a wedding and then put it back? Or do you want to do keto for 30 days, lose the weight and put it back on, you know, after the wedding or whatever? Or do you actually want a healthy lifestyle? So whatever diet you choose, if you cannot sustain it, maintain it, it's it's just going to be short-term. It's a band-aid. So you need to make sure that you are creating lifestyle changes. So I am personally not a fan of things like this. And like you said, there's a lot of people who are just touting keto. Like it is the be all and end all for some, it might be, and it is maintainable for them. And that is their lifelong, um, you know, the way that they're going to live for the rest of their life. And that's great if it works for them, but for a lot of people, it's also not, and you can also lose weight on keto, but gain body fat. So I was actually listening to a podcast last night and the, was it fit to fat to fit guy? I forget his name, but he is trying four different diets. And the first one he tried was keto and he lost some weight, but he actually gained, um, was it, it wouldn't be a pound. It would be a percentage. I think he gained a percentage of body fat. So even if you're doing keto, like you can still, I don't want to say mess up your body, but you can still get, you know, body fat percentage on you, even with losing the weight. So no matter what you're doing, it's just about eating whole foods, guys. It doesn't have to be this complicated, but we'll get into that. And
0: the last thing, because I know we can't spend like, you know, 10 minutes on every single question, but I do want to add a quick thing because you said something of, you know, it's like, again, it's everybody's different body. And you got to realize like, sometimes these ways of eating are so out of alignment with your body. Mm -hmm. I had a client who did keto and she tried it so hard. She pushed so hard and it turned out like her body physically could not handle having that much fat
1: in her Mm -hmm. body and
0: her gallbladder crashed.
1: Oh my God. That's scary. Um,
0: And it was just like, she, she ketoed herself into, into sickness and it took her a really long time for her body to recover from that. So it's like, like you said, some people do well with high carb, low carb. I, I'm personally like high carb, high protein, you know, a little bit lower fat. That's, that's my body's jam. That's where I feel really, really good. Um, and so, you know, as somebody who used to feel addicted to carbs, I've been there guys. I know that feeling, but let me just leave you with this. It's not about, if you feel like you're addicted to carbs, it's not about cutting out the carbs. It's about healing your relationship with the carbs. you have to heal that relationship of like, what, what role are these things playing in your life? And like, that's where you need to to look at. Don't just cut it out and chuck it out. Like do the work, heal it.
1: Absolutely. And to follow on that story. So I'm seven and a half months vegetarian and um, the vegan community can kind of get slack because some of, some vegans will pounce on you. And it happened to me where they're like, oh, well, that's great. But you know what? You should really be vegan because, you know, XYZ and what happens to the animals and stuff. And I said, look, I totally get where you're coming from. I do love animals. I want to try to go vegan. This is the first step for me. So kindly back the hell off. Um, but for, like, for me personally, I, I would not be one of those people who say, oh, you love animals, but you're still eating meat. So you really can't love animals. Like, no, people's bodies are different. I've heard it happen to other people, but my mom specifically. So she, she just, her body needs meat. She can tell when her body needs meat and then she'll eat some and she will feel so much better. So even though she supports me, and even though I know she is such an animal lover, that is just how her body is made up. So I am not going to put down someone who still eats meat and she'll there's ways to still make better decisions for me it's a moral decision right and so for her she'll she'll make sure that she is buying meat from certain producers that she has researched or we make sure that we buy eggs that are raising their chickens in pastures and stuff so we're just being more conscious about what we buy. But really, if, you know, if you're trying to do a diet and your body is just really rejecting it, there's a difference between it being hard and pushing through that and your body rejecting it and you f- putting yourself into a dangerous situation. So you guys really do need to be mindful of that. That being said, we are not doctors. Let's just do this disclaimer right now. <laughs> um, okay. So let's power through, go to the next one. Don. how do we fight negative self-talk? Um,
0: well, my two tips that I would give to this is first thing, if you notice negative self-talk, just immediately affirm to yourself, like, this is just a thought I am having. This is not who I am. This does not define me. It's like, like, I can think of a purple elephant that does not make me a purple elephant. Right. I can think of all these things that does not mean that is my identity. So I can have a thought that says I'm worthless. I'm unlovable. But if I take a step back, I can with mindfulness be like, oh, wait, I'm not worthless and unlovable. I'm just having a lot of thoughts that I'm worthless and unlovable right now. So my first tip for how to overcome and fight negative self-talk is remove yourself, pull back, zoom out, distance yourself and recognize that you are the thinker of your thoughts, but you are not your thoughts, um, and give yourself that distance and stop thinking that every single thought you think about yourself must be true, must be gospel. It's just a thought it'll pass. Right. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing I'd say, like in that mindfulness, in that pause, as you're like letting it pass, choose what you do want to believe what do you want to say what do you how do you want to feel about yourself what do you want that identity to be and then just start affirming the hell out of that for yourself in that moment like start telling yourself the opposite story so if you're like oh my god i'm so worthless no one will love me my body is so unlovable all right first recognize whoa this is just a thought that i'm having based on diet culture and years and years of body shame okay totally get where this program is coming from but I'm not going to believe that anymore. So I'm going to sit here and breathe this out and tell myself I am so loved. I'm so worthy and deserving. And you know what? My body is a freaking miracle. And I'm so glad and grateful that I have this body so that I can experience all there is to experience in life and have all these joys and get to experience so many sensations because of this body. And that means more to me than it looking perfect. So you know what? Boom. That's what I choose to believe. So, um, that's how I help teach my clients to fight negative self-talk, like remove yourself from it and then start really anchoring into like the opposite belief, like stop even entertaining this as truth, like stop even hanging out of like, well, it might be true. No, it's not true. You are worthy, lovable, beautiful, perfect, just as you are. So if any of your thoughts are telling you the exact opposite, don't believe it. And, you know, just, just put so much energy and so much intention into like telling yourself the opposite story. Like, don't keep going down this train of thought. Go back, go back towards the light, (laughs) run towards it. See the light at the end of the tunnel, run,
1: run towards it. Put those (laughs) knees high. Yeah.
0: yeah, (laughs) High knees. High knees, back to the love, back to the love, back to the love. Run as fast as you can. Do not entertain and just be like, I'm just going to sit here in the dark.
1: i getting the Forrest Gump image from the movie in my mind. I haven't watched, I watched that movie maybe once and it was in school, but there's that, you know, that scene where he's running out from the yard. It just yes, came into my head. Run eye. like that.
0: Do Forrest Gump style running back to the light of I have worth. I have value. I'm not going to do this to myself
1: anymore. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so, kind of to add on to that. So, what I use is what I call my note, nope, new method. And so, it's just like Don said of being aware of your thought and catching it and changing it. So, the note is um, being aware of that thought and saying, "Okay, I feel unworthy." All right, I'm recognizing that I'm having this thought. And then saying nope, whether you need to yell out, nope, this is bullshit, not choosing to believe this, and then replacing it with a new thought. So having that positive self-affirmation. So it's you know, pretty much what Don said, just reframing it in a bit of a different way. And one thing that I especially tell people in in my talks is think of it as a Radio station. Your mind's a radio station, right? So if you heard a song and you were like, "Oh, okay," you know, this kind of, this sort of makes sense. Think of like a sad song, right? You you just got over, you know, breakup. You have a sad song playing, and you're saying, "Oh my God, this makes so much sense to me." And so you play it over and over, and you're in your feels about it, right? But then that song has been replayed so many times, so now you're sick of it. So when it comes on the radio, you're like, "God, just shut up, please." So then you switch the radio station, right? So these negative thoughts, it, you know, for some reason, it came into your mind at one point and you attached yourself to it, but now it doesn't serve you anymore. So whenever that thought comes up on your radio station, i.e., your mind, choose to change the radio station because, again, it is just a thought. You don't have to be married to it. And like Don said, it's about being you know, that witness to your own thoughts, to what you are thinking. So choose to have a different thought. Um, The other tip that I want to give you guys, and this is one of my favorite ones, especially for moms, you don't have to be a mom for this. You can imagine the scenario, but especially for moms, if you have a daughter, would you talk to her like that? Or would you want her to talk about herself the way you are right now? Because all of us essentially our children going around in adult bodies so if you wouldn't want your daughter talking to herself like that or if you wouldn't talk to her like that you better shut your mouth and choose a different way to talk to yourself so that's what I got to say on that one (laughs) okay um so next one is small things someone can do to start living a healthier lifestyle without it being overwhelming oh I'm excited for this one Mm
0: mm-hmm So my first thing is like the thing that I'm keying in right there is the word overwhelm, um, overwhelming. If you are already feeling overwhelmed in your life and you're just like, oh my God, I got to make a healthy change. I got to change this. And the thought of that is even overwhelming and adding to the stress. First thing I would say is like, you need to start engaging in some stress management skills. (laughs) Um, so I would say like, Start learning about meditating, start learning about breath work, start creating more stillness and peace in your life. Like if you're just constantly in this go, 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 nothing's ever good enough. You're constantly doing things for other people. Life is just going a million miles an hour. Um, And it just feels like you're just either out of control or can't get a grip or just nothing's working. Like stop, slow down. Like, and, and, and like get back in touch with yourself, like, because, you know, there's all these health tips out there, you know, th- to, to lose weight, to be more healthy with your food and blah, 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 blah. There's all these things out there. But, you know, one of the things that I believe if it's like, if you don't have peace of mind and if you don't feel good in your mental state, then you're not healthy.
1: Mm-hmm. People think health is just working out and eating salads. Hello, you also have a mind and you have your soul.
0: (laughs) Yes, mental health, emotional health. So it's like if you are just running yourself ragged and giving nothing to yourself, your cup is empty and you're beating yourself up in your head all the time. Like, I got to get healthy. I got to get healthy. I'd say like you need you need to put, put a pause on trying to make your body do something And you need to start investing in mental health and giving yourself that peace and clarity. Like you would be amazed how much more healthy, how much your food choices will change, how much your movement choices will change, how much so much will heal itself and how much health will be brought to you if you start taking care of your internal state. So if you're just automatically feeling overwhelmed, you're like, I need to get healthy. I need to get healthy. What's like the one thing I can do? I would say start breathing, start creating like some kind of meditation practice, something to slow things down. So you don't feel like you're just caught in chaos all the time. That would be the number one thing that I would say.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. Although everything you said was so beautiful. Um, but that part when you went, just stop, Girl, I was so tempted because on TikTok, they have this whole thing going on right now. I'm new to TikTok, you guys. So I'm just like seeing all the trends and stuff. And they have this one where they go, stop, drop, and roll. (laughs) So that just went into my head and I almost burst it out laughing. I'm like, no, wrong moment, wrong moment. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what I would have to say about this is I freaking feel you. And I am an overthinker. So like, oh, Jesus, like so much can become overwhelming because like just when you're an overthinker. So with Don saying, just breathe. Yes, just just breathe, okay? There's a whole song about it. There's plenty of songs called Breathe. It's very important. Anyway, the two simplest ways to live the quote-unquote healthier lifestyle where it's more traditional in terms of, working out and eating right and stuff like that, I would say grab a list from Google of all the vegetables and fruits and stuff and proteins and just highlight all your favorite foods and veggies. And for me, what I've learned from my research and also looking at different fitness videos and stuff like that is have your plate be mainly veggies, but also have your carbs in there and also have your lean protein in there. Um so I would say just really try to figure out what veggies you really like and try to put some into every meal. And then in terms of exercising, do not be freaking killing yourself with hit if you just really don't want to do hit. I mean, if if you really want to get into that great, but don't go balls to the wall when you're, you know, first starting out or trying to get back in the group. Just do something simple that you enjoy so you move your body because the main point is to move your body so whether that's yoga whether it's going for a walk whether it's dancing like you are in a music video or like you're you just got tased or something because not all of us are blessed dancers but whatever just have fun with it and just move your body so focusing on moving your body and then just focusing on really vegetables and fruits that you really do like and trying to sprinkle them into every single meal, I'd say, is what at least helps me and what I see helping other people, especially my clients. So the next one is how to deal with postpartum body shaming.
0: So I've been getting this question a lot. And let me just first start out by saying, I think there is nothing more despicable than shaming a woman who just gave birth. You know, your hormones are going everywhere. Your your body is changing. You're not sleeping. You're exhausted. You're, you know, your entire focus is this little soul, this little life. And for diet culture to come in and during that time start sowing the narrative that, Hey, you're still not good enough.
1: Mm. I want to taste some people. Yeah.
0: It, it, it <laughs> like boils my you. blood like nobody's business. It's just like, I just want to stand in front of all the mamas and be like, back the fuck up mm-hmm. and just like defend all the mamas and be like, stop, get, like, get go. Like they do not need this narrative right now. Like, my God. And so, um, yeah, it's, I I don't, I don't think there's anything more despicable than coming in and telling brand new mamas that, that they need to be back to their pre-baby body within like three, four months. It's like, I'm wanting to say some, some lots of expletives and I'm going to not. Um, but it's just, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's toxic. So I think probably the first thing of when we're talking about like how to deal with postpartum body shaming is it's we have to make sure that we are very clear of like where, where the blame falls. <laughs> and I think so many women like hear that narrative and they take it on and they think I'm the one that's bad. I'm the one that's broken. And, and they just like, b- believe it, they believe the narrative. And so the mindset shift that has to happen of like, honey, you are perfect. The narrative is wrong. And so it's like place blame where blame is deserved, and it is not on the mother, it is not on your body. You're in fact, your body just made a person. Your body is literally a freaking miracle. You just created life. Your body expanded to make room for this child, to keep it safe. Your your breasts are feeding it. Your like your body is doing incredible things so any narrative that comes in and says not good enough is lying is completely lying so when women come to me struggling with body shame after having a baby it's like one of the first things i anchor her into is it's like tell me five things that you are so grateful to your body for that it is doing for you and your child right now like tune out this diet culture it is toxic it is trying to bring you down it's trying to profit off of your insecurities and your crazy hormones right now, like don't give them that power over you. Don't do it. Don't let them win. Don't let them beat you down and make you feel like you are not beautiful, not good enough. And that your body is something to be ashamed of. Like just don't give them that. End of rant. (laughs) It's just, it's.
1: I feel like Dawn's about to break down right now. Yeah, I can't see her face, but I just want to give her a hug right now. She she is in her feels about this. So I personally haven't had any clients coming to me with this, but it seems like there's been a lot coming to dawn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking to see new mothers, especially new first time Mm -hmm. moms. Um, And they just had this baby and then they're crying, literally crying why can't i lose the weight and it's just the fact that that's where diet culture is taking their mind yeah is just if And I mean, if anyone's
1: the- coming to you specifically about this like you the listener not dawn if anyone's specifically coming at you about this please know it has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with them and their internal struggles and they are just projecting that crap onto you yeah
0: yeah exactly and so it's you know I just again I wish I could jump in front of every single mama and cover her ears and be like la 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 la, la. like let mm-hmm. me sing you love songs about how awesome you are so you can tune tune this shit out um I wish I could be that wall <laughs> for every single mama but um Yeah. It's just, it's, it's absolutely despicable. And, um, so I would just say, just if that's something you're experiencing, um, just anchor into your own magic and just stay so focused on how grateful you are to your body for what it just did and Mm -hmm. what is providing for your child and how much of a fucking miracle that is. Like you just brought life into the world you should feel shame of nothing. And your mind should be focused on nothing except getting enough sleep and getting enough food and getting water and rest, and maybe moving and giving everything you can to that child. And thinking about what your body looks like to somebody else and comparing yourself to some woman in a magazine who, Ooh, look, she lost all the baby weight. And now has abs three months postpartum. Like you should not even be tuning into that. That's not where your energy belongs.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, you don't know if that person has nannies and chefs and dietitians and all this stuff to help them out either. I mean, it, and again, with the whole comparing yourself, everyone's journey is different. So like Don said, tune into yourself and list the things that you can be grateful for about your body and all the amazing things it's doing because our bodies are not here to be visual stimulus. Okay. They are here as a vessel to help get you through life. So they are meant to do things such as, you know, carrying a child. So realizing how amazing your body is for doing something like that is absolutely crucial and being proud of that. Um, And the other thing is, is like, yeah, tune into yourself. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, if I saw someone coming after one of you guys, I might get petty and jump in there and say, you know what? I am really sure that your mom would have been happy to hear that a few months after she had you. And I'm sure she'd love to know how you're talking to a woman who just gave birth right now. But uh, yeah, that'd be my petty side coming out.
0: It's, a, it's <laughs> you know, a low blow. And that's what I think. It's just like, recognize it as that. Call it mm-hmm. out. And like when you see it, if it's getting to you, recognize this is low blow.
1: And it's this. their problem, their yeah, pain.
0: Exactly. Like This is diet culture, not you. And just recognize it as that low vibration, toxic crap. And so it's just like, again, be very clear of who's in the wrong and it is not your body.
1: Absolutely. As long as you are doing your best as a mama, that is all you can do. And there's no such thing as a perfect mom. So try to work on that expectation from the start as well, even though I know it's very difficult. Um, Okay. So how to feel more comfortable in your skin during intimacy. What do you have to say about that, Don?
0: Um, I think this is all just mindset again. I mean, God, it all comes back to mindset, doesn't, doesn't it? Doesn't it, though? Everything <laughs> comes back to mindset. I just need
1: to lose weight. No, honey, no. It's the mindset. You need to learn to
0: love yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I think that I think the best tip that I can give you guys if you're struggling with this like you don't want to have sex with the lights on you don't want to walk around naked and your partner see you like in all your beautiful glory um if if that's something that you struggle with and you kind of want to cover up and don't want to be seen here's what I would challenge you to do of let's just say you're taking a shower with your significant other you're in the shower together and this person has like their hands on your hips for so many women. That's a trigger. And they just be like, Oh God, don't touch my hips. No, no, I don't. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be seen like that. And like that mindset is like, okay, you're in the shower with this person. You're you're intimate with, and they have their hands on their hips and it's like, they are probably looking into your eyes and being like, God, I love this person. I, I want to touch her. I want to put my hands on her hips, because I love this person so much. You're the one who's not even tuning in to the fact that you are having this incredibly beautiful, intimate moment with somebody, your mind is on, Oh my God, they're touching my fat. Oh my God. They're touching my rolls. Oh my God. He's never going to want it. That's where your head is. And you're so your head, when you're, your mindset, when you're in that place, it's like, you're robbing yourself of being able to be fully present and appreciative of like what's actually happening right now, because the truth is, it's like you're having this intimate moment with someone who loves you, who is looking at you with all this vulnerability, who is seeing your imperfections and they still want to make love to you. They still want to be in that shower with you, putting their hands on their body. That's where their mindset is. You hear this all the time from men saying like, I wish my wife could, or my my partner could see herself through my eyes.
1: Can I say something real quick? Cause this is the the name thing. I'll forget the names. Go for it. Justin Baldoni. Um, he just posted something recently and it was about his wife saying, I wonder how many beautiful skies we miss simply because we don't look up. And it's reminding me of what you're saying. How many yes. like beautiful moments do we miss because we're stuck in our head?
0: Yes, exactly. So it's like, You're having this intimate moment with your partner and they might want to kiss every single inch of your body and touch every single inch of your body because they love you that much. They just want to worship you. They want to put love all over you and your own mindset will be like, no, don't touch me there. Don't kiss me there. No, you can't touch there. Like you're physically blocking yourself from being loved in the way you so deeply want to, you're blocking it. So If you're having trouble being truly present in yourself, in your body, and really there with your partner in that moment, I would say you need like put down the body shame and just allow, this is what I started doing is I started just allowing everything that I was uncomfortable with. So if I was laying there and my partner wanted to like put their hand on my stomach, how many women have done this? It's like, we're laying there and our partners come in to cuddle and they put their hand like on our stomachs. And we grab their hand and we move it somewhere else (laughs) who's done this. Um, and so I started training myself, like, don't move their hand. I just started letting it be. And I'll tell you guys the first few times it was rough. It was just like, Oh God, this is so awkward. They're touching all my imperfections. I don't like this at all, but it got easier. And I just started like becoming braver and just, okay, if that's where he wants to put his hand, that's where he wants to touch me. I love him. I trust him. I'm going to let myself be that vulnerable back. And so I just started allowing things that I before would shut down and I wouldn't even allow. And so that was like that brave action forward Cause this takes action, right? You can't just wish all this stuff away and just be like, oh, one day I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to have these issues anymore. You break these patterns by taking action. You break these patterns by putting in the work and doing something differently. So for me, that thing that I did to overcome this was just start allowing myself to be seen, allow myself to be touched, and really doing the work to stay present in the moment of what is actually happening and not let my body shame take me out of the moment and convince me that I'm not... Worthy and deserving of being seen and touched and loved in that way.
1: Everything you said was just so beautiful. I want to like just take that and put it into a book. Oh. The only thing I will add to that is, woman, if you have a man, and he does not appreciate you or your body, a quick Google search I just did and the data from WorldBank.org shows there are three point eight six seven billion men in the world. <laughs> Go get yourself another one because he don't deserve you. Amen. <laughs> okay. That's the
0: perfect, perfect way to wrap up of, and this is one point I want to make. You just brought up something so good. And this is the last thing. If your man is not body shaming you and he's like, baby, I love you. I want you to see me see yourself. Like I see you. That's a good man. If the man is doing the opposite and you're feeling body in intimate moments because he's saying total dick comments and putting that body shame on you, walk out the door. You deserve better than that.
1: Absolutely. And some guys will do it because like they, they know they need to work on themselves, but it, it does not matter. No one should be talking to you like that. So um, yeah, there's billions of men in the world. Go get yourself another one. Cause one of them, many of them, but one of them definitely is going to want to just, Worship the ground you walk it on, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So, the last question how to stop being controlled by food cravings? Oh, I'm so excited!
0: So excited. So, this is one, guys. It took me so freaking long to learn how to do this. I failed so many times and dropped the ball so many times and had to come back and try to figure this out. So many times
1: was COVID Um, during one of those times was for me.
0: No, no. I cracked this nut a while ago, Um, but it took me a while. (laughs) I'm still
1: human. COVID got to me once or twice, people. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
0: Well, and and here's the thing is like, for me, there's a difference between having cravings and sometimes giving into your cravings and being controlled by cravings.
1: (laughs) This is true. Okay. It's a big sure difference.
0: <laughs> the um, so it's like, do I still get cravings? Yeah. Do I still give in to my cravings? Yeah. Do I still eat for emotional reasons sometimes? Fuck yeah. But am I controlled by my cravings to the point where I feel powerless to them? No. That that has subsided. And for me, what finally cracked that nut um was I started recognizing that, you know, emotional eating, guys. The, the key is in the title <laughs> emotional. This is not about food. Emotional eating is not about the food. This is 100% about your emotions, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be called emotional eating with, 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 without that. It's kind of a key component to the title. So if you're noticing like all these cravings and emotional eating coming up all the time, is that you need to start paying attention to like, what emotions am I eating in response to? and instead of eating and numbing out because let's be real like if you're struggling with stress and feeling not good enough and all of the, these are the emotions that are driving you to eat the crackers are not going to like magically activate and take away the body shame and the stress right so it's like you can eat in response to these things all you want but it's not actually fixing the problem it's not actually dealing with the fact that you're stressed that you're exhausted that you, you feel unseen and unworthy. Like these are all the emotions that are driving the eating and driving the cravings because like, what's really at the essence of, you know, food addiction is it's like, you're not addicted to the food. You're addicted to the numb out because you don't want to feel whatever you're feeling. It's great distraction. So if you're feeling completely powerless to food and powerless to your cravings, and you're like, Oh my God, what's going on. You need to look at what emotions are you stuffing? What of your needs are you not giving yourself like, and, and go go a little deeper and say, I guarantee when you start actually giving yourself rest and true comfort, not comfort food, true comfort and start supporting yourself and speaking kindly to yourself and giving yourself all these things that you actually need that like death grip that your mind seems to have on food and on the cravings that just you like, I can't even fight this. It'll, it'll loosen. I, I promise. I promise. So how to stop being controlled by food cravings, you know, start. Heal. Mindful. Yeah. heal. stop. Be, start becoming mindful, like wake up, pay attention, start tuning into your body and listening to what it's crying out for that you've been just giving it food to try to like, keep it down, keep it tame. It's like, stop running from this and actually look at why am I eating? What emotion is coming up every time I do this? Like if you're binging or snacking every night at like the same time, and this is a pattern, there's a reason that's happening at the same time every day. There's something going on there. So if you want to stop being controlled by the food, start actually paying attention and looking at why you're doing this and then give yourself whatever you need.
1: Yeah. And I mean, so there could be a nutritional aspect to this as well. Like, you know, like I said, with my mom, sometimes she'll just start feeling kind of lethargic and it'll be her body really does need meat and she'll be craving meat. Um, So when I'm sick, that's one thing she always taught us when we were younger, when we're sick. Eat whatever we're craving because our body probably needs that nutrients. Even if it's freaking spaghettios, maybe your body needs the nutrients from you know the tomato sauce in it, even though it's not really that healthy. So there could be a nutritional aspect in there. And we're not nutritionists, we're not dietitians, so keep that in mind. But a lot of what we see and a lot of, you know, what people struggle with is the emotional eating aspect. And for me, I had to rebuild my relationship. With food, So two things that really helped me was one, you should enjoy your food. It should be tasty. Yes. But viewing food as fuel instead of just taste, because I would eat of like, oh, I really want to taste mac and cheese. Now I want to taste a taco and this and that instead of, hey, I need more fuel to keep my body going right now and to think clearly and to have enough energy for working out. So switching my mindset to food is fuel. And then also when I started doing intermittent fasting, it helped me as well. And initially I started doing it thinking it would help me with weight loss and it didn't, (laughs) but I continued doing it because I've done it like on and off. Right. But I realized When I do it, it helps me with my relationship with food because I'm not then just basing my appetite or when I eat on, oh, well, I should have three meals a day. It's nine o'clock, so I should eat now. So then I can eat lunch at this time and dinner at this time. No, it helps me realize when am I actually hungry? And then it helps me pick healthier choices as well because when I'm doing that intermittent fasting, I'm never usually as hungry as I am when I just eat just because it's time to eat, quote unquote, right? So it really helps. I was going to say it really helps you. May, may not, but it helped me really focus on when I'm actually hungry and when I'm just emotionally eating. And like Don said, it's a matter of sitting with your emotions and actually allowing yourself to go through them instead of distracting yourself from them the shit that you're avoiding. Sorry. It's what you need to go through though, to stop being controlled by that. You're not being controlled by food cravings. You're being controlled by your emotions and the food cravings is and just your, mindset, like your yeah.
0: shitty mindset and your emotions. Yeah. Those are yeah. the things you're. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good, like ending point of it's like how to stop being controlled by food is like, to start doing the work to learn how to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come in so many different ways. I love that you brought up, like, sometimes it's a nutritional thing, like start learning how to tune into your body and be like, is this a nutrition craving? Is my body trying to tell me that it's deficient in something? Is this an emotional thing that I need to look at? Is this, you know, it's like, you can come from all these different angles, but if you're not paying attention and you're not tuned in it's all going to be flying above your head and you're just going to be stuck in that powerless place. So again, it's like, wake up, start tuning in and just start being more present and mindful in your life and with your body.
1: Absolutely. Well, that was the last question guys. So thank you so much for your questions. We hope this helped answer them. If you have any more, or you want us to clarify anything, please do reach out. If you think that this episode would benefit someone, please share it with them. And until next time, save your fucks for magical shit, guys. Thank you so
0: much for spending this time with us on the zero fucks podcast. We had an absolute blast and we hope you did too. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone in your life who you feel needs to hear it, that would be amazing. And we would be forever grateful to you. Also, please leave us a review if you feel moved to do so. We love hearing from you guys, so shoot us a message and tell us what you think, share your story, and what topics you would like to hear us bring to the table. It would really help us on our mission to help you. We'll see you guys next episode, and until then, remember, go out there, live boldly, unapologetically, and save your fucks for magical shit.